This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. Oh, we got some uh, uh, patchy fog out there this morning. The rain stopped, but the fogs rolled in this morning, and uh, we were across town a little while ago, and uh, the sun was out. So that's what you get here in uh, towards the end of July in the Midwest. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet, head on over to AffirmAmerica.com to our podcast. We'll send you out an email when a new episode arrives. 2,000 Mules playing over there also. Check it out. These are our top five headlines for this Tuesday morning, July the 19th, 2022. Headline number five, Liz Cheney trails primary opponent by 22 points prominent role in the J6 committee cited as reason. From the Casper Star Tribune, former President Donald Trump's pick to unseat Representative Liz Cheney in the race for Wyoming's lone house seat holds a commanding 22-point lead with a month until the primary. A new Casper Star Tribune poll shows natural resources attorney Harriet Hageman leads Cheney 52% to 30%, the poll shows. No other challenger received more than 5% support. Only 11% of voters were undecided. Washington Examiner, most coverage of her predicament, has focused on her starring role with the January 6th committee and especially on her vow to make sure that one way or another, former President Donald Trump will not be the Republican nominee for president in 2024. Trump, of course, is popular in Wyoming. He won the state in 2016 with 68.2% of the vote to Hillary Clinton's 21.9% in 2020. Trump won with 69.9% to Joe Biden's 26.6%. Okay, well, I don't know what happened to uh, Liz Cheney, but she went uh, completely off the chain. She has become woke or whatever you want to call it, but she's uh, obviously committed suicide in her political career by being on the J6 committee as a very, very much partisan viewpoint put on there by the Democrats, a real sham show, a real clown show, Stalinistic communist trial with no due process. This is what uh, the J6 committee is all about. It's just a committee to try to stop Trump from going back into running for president in 2024. You can see exactly that the American people rejected, and she's going to lose here in a month. Good riddance, because she, uh, I mean, just look at her face. She's scowling all the time. She's not a happy person. She needs to go back to her ranch in Wyoming and take care of the animals up there. All right, headline number four. J.K. Rowling decries woke policy, allowing men to accompany extremely vulnerable disabled girls to the bathroom. From the Daily Wire, in a series of posts on social media, Harry Potter author J.K. 
Rawlings spoke out against a woke policy that is reportedly taking place at a school that she says endangers extremely vulnerable teenage girls. Rawlings shared an article on Twitter that was reportedly written by unnamed parents with a daughter who is a severely learning disabled 16-year-old. The report says that a policy change at the school will now allow men to take their daughter to the bathroom one-on-one behind a closed door, quote, end quote. The school's governing body decided to remove cross-gender consent from the personal and intimate care policy, according to the article. J.K. Rowling, I cannot overstate my contempt for those supporting policies that endanger extremely vulnerable girls. This is a travesty. Have we learned nothing from successive abuse scandals? Do we value the disabled so little? From Fox News, Rawling has faced criticism from progressive pundits over her stance on transgenderism, particularly as it relates to children and women's opportunities like sports. Okay, so more uh, crazy progressive ideas from the left allowing for men to care for disabled young teenagers in schools to take them to the bathroom. Uh, You know, where has the common sense gone? Where is the outcry from the parents? Every parent in that school should decry what's going on with that school policy. It's just common sense. You just don't do those things. We saw it in Loudoun County with the uh, transgender rape in the bathrooms. And this is uh, going to continue as long as we have these progressive ideas that on the far left, including things like sports with Leah Thomas and the whole issue of uh, biological men competing in women's sports. It just continues to go on. Once you give the far left an inch, they'll take a mile. And we continue to see these absurdities that uh, will never end. They'll take it as far as they can. And so we have to push back. You have to stand up. you got to speak out. And you've got to vote these people out of school boards. you got to get rid of them. Uh, otherwise, uh, we're going to lose our culture. We're going to our, lose our young people. And this is, will never, never end. All right, headline number three. Mayor Muriel Bowser feels pressure of bust illegal immigrants to D.C. From Town Hall, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser appeared on CBS's Face the Nation on Sunday and talked about the homelessness crisis facing the district, which is a sanctuary city. When asked about how illegal immigrants are contributing to the problem, given that they're being bussed in from border states, Bowser admitted it has become a significant issue. In late May, Abbott said he had sent 45 buses of illegal immigrants to the nation's capital, so far, and vowed to keep it up. Benny Johnson, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, says illegal immigrants are being tricked into getting on buses to Washington and that the federal government needs to take action to prevent it. A.M. Greatness Senior Fellow Ned Runyon. Oh, I see. So not really for illegal immigration when it's in your backyard. Other people's backyards thousands of miles away is totally fine, however. Okay, so, uh, you know, tough luck. I mean, uh, if you're going to impose your uh, policies and ideas on the rest of the nation, then you better be willing to take it on in your own city. And if you don't like it, too bad. Change, the, change your rules on the southern border and, and close that border. So if you don't like them being bust to your city, hey, kudos for uh, Governor Abbott 
think uh, just give it to you what you deserve. And if you don't like it, then uh, close the southern border. You've got a serious problem down there, and we'll can, I hope he continues to send them. Send them all to Washington, D.C., so that those elites can wake up and smell the roses, smell the coffee. All right, headline number two, poll, Biden's economic numbers, 11 points lower than Trump's worst. From CNBC, President Joe Biden's overall and economic approval numbers have reached the lowest levels of his presidency and fallen further than that of either of his two predecessors, according to the latest CNBC All-American Economic Survey. With Americans feeling crushed beneath the weight of rising prices, Biden's economic approval dropped five points from the prior survey in April to just 30 percent. The president's economic record is supported by just 6 percent of Republicans, 25 percent of independents, and 58 percent of Democrats, a very low number for his own party. In comparison, President Donald Trump's economic approval bottomed out at 41 percent and President Barack Obama's at 37 percent. Biden's approval on his overall handling of the presidency came in at 36 percent, one point lower than Trump's worst rating. Among survey participants, 57 percent disapproval of Biden's handling of the presidency. From the Daily Wire, the poll revealed that inflation is by far the top concern ahead of the midterm elections, garnering more mind space among respondents than abortion, crime, immigration, jobs, and climate change. The Republican Party appears to be leading among those concerned with economic issues. For example, voters most concerned with inflation prefer Republican control of Congress 47% to 38%. Okay, so this is not surprising. Biden is losing on all fronts. He's uh, incompetent. He's not able to lead. He's a complete disaster. And it's just going to continue right into the midterms, and it's going to be a big red wave as we approach the midterms just a few months from now, three months and then a week or so. So there you go. Uh, I heard today that he's passing another executive order, an emergency on climate change, which uh, Joe Manchin has stood up and rejected completely. But his far left flank just continues to give him bad choices and bad ideas. And because he's not capable of discerning what's going on, he's just making a complete mess out of his presidency. The guy's got to go. All right, headline number one, killing of Greenwood Park Mall shooter by 22-year-old Good Samaritan gets mixed reactions from media. NBC, four people were dead, including the suspected shooter, after a man with a long gun entered a mall south of Indianapolis and opened fire, police said. Two others were injured in the early evening attack at Greenwood Park Mall. Jim Eisen, the police chief of Greenwood, Indiana, said at a Sunday night news conference. One remained hospitalized, he said. A 12-year-old girl with abrasions was treated and released. Four of six people who were injured or killed were female, Eisen said. The shooter appeared to have been fatally shot by a 22-year-old Good Samaritan who witnessed the attack and opened fire with a handgun with the intention of ending the assault, Eisen said. The real hero of the day was the Samaritan that was lawfully carrying a firearm who was able to stop the shooter almost as soon as it began, Eisen said. Greenwood Mayor Mark W. Myers also praised the Good Samaritan, 
who stepped in, saying in a statement Sunday evening, this person saved lives tonight. The heroic efforts of the Good Samaritan were not recognized by all, however. Salem host Mike Gallagher, gun-free zones get people killed, period. And this shooting proves it. Once again, the Second Amendment prevails. Once again, Americans are reminded of the obvious solution to mass shootings in public places. And here is a textbook example. Yeah, so some of the, the media were uh, knocking down the idea that this guy was a good Samaritan. Uh, I heard the mall representatives came out and mentioned that he shouldn't have brought a gun into the mall in the first place. That's against the rules of the mall facility. But with conceal and carry, that's, uh, that's how it works. You, you know, you have a, a right to protect yourself. And in this situation, you can see the advantage of someone that's trained that has concealed and carry permit and has a gun there to be able to knock down this, uh, this shooter. It could have been much more tragic. There could have been much more killings. And uh, this good Samaritan stood up, took the risk, and was able to stop the shooter from killing more people. He did a much better job than what they did down in Evaldi, Texas where the 400 police officers just sat around and, and did nothing while the shooter was in there uh, shooting up a school. So again, the general public is the really the last defense, and that's why it's so important that we keep our Second Amendment rights and that the law-abiding citizen is protected and that allows for him to carry his weapons for his own self-protection and the protection of others. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, July the 19th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast, and we will see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 